0: Hey Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Hello from Nashville. It's Kelly and Amber with another encore of Country
1: Heat Weekly. We're hard at work on the next season of the podcast, but we still wanted to celebrate Women's History Month. So we're showcasing some past podcast episodes with The Women of Country.
0: Ingrid Andress just released a deluxe version of her Good Person album, which includes the new song Running with JP Saxe. I'm
1: from, it feels a lot like to you. When the album was released last September, Ingrid hung out with us center stage to tell us all about it. Take a listen.
2: Thomas Rhett had just heard a song of mine. He got my number somehow. I was like, yo, like, this song is amazing. I'm really pumped about what you're doing. Anyway, just complimenting me over text. And I was like, yo, this is so cool. So I see him at the BMI Awards. And I was like, Hey, TR! I'm like, are you having fun? And he just looks at me like, who are you? Oh, no! (laughs) And I was just like, okay, that didn't go very well. And my manager was just like, he probably doesn't know what you look like. He just heard your song. Like, he's not Googling photos of you the way girls do.
1: (laughs) You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum Card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say, nothing, because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
3: Hi, everybody. This is Keith Evans. This is Frank Ray.
2: Hey, y'all. Maren Morris here.
3: Wishing you a very happy Labor Day weekend. What's up? It's Kane Brown. And
2: I'm Ingrid Andress. Catch me center stage this episode of Country Heat Weekly, which starts now. Happy Labor
1: Day weekend, friends. I'm Amber Anderson, podcasting from Music Row in Nashville. You have found Country Heat Weekly, the destination for country music fans. And I'm Kelly
0: Sutton. Amber and I are country music fans ourselves. And we've been fanning out this week <laughs> in a very big way. Okay, you went to the ACM party for a cause and it looked
1: like it was a blast. It was a blast. The weather was incredible. So really grateful for that. It obviously benefits ACM's lifting lives. Mm-hmm. And so it's just just a great night of music at the amphitheater here in Nashville. We had Travis Denning, we had Darius Rucker, Brad Paisley, Sarah Evans, Ingrid
0: Andress. Oh, ding, ding, ding! <laughs> She's our center stage guest today. Yes, she is. It was just so much fun. Well, I was not there for that one,
1: but I did end up at Dirk's Bentley later on. Yes, you did. <laughs> I saw you on socials in all of your Hot Country Nights gear. For those that don't know,
0: Dirk Bentley has an alter ego. An alter ego band, actually. Everyone in the band is a part of the 90s cover band Hot Country Nights. Nights with a K. With a K. Mm-hmm. And I saw the Nights the first night they performed, and I've been a huge fan ever since. So I wore my Hot Country Nights t-shirt and fanny pack, and I was full-on representing. But I will tell you, Dirk Bentley at Bridgestone, was amazing. Elvie Shane opened. Okay. Then we had Dustin Lynch come out. And you know, his song is Party Mode. It was a full-on party. He had people coming up on stage. People were doing tequila shots.
1: Did he not tell us, though, when he was here with us at Country Heat Weekly, that the Party Mode tour Mm -hmm. was going to be just that, like a party? So it does not surprise me that he brought it to Bridgestone.
0: Full-on beer pong table behind him while he's performing Amber It was like watching Let's Make a Deal. People were in costumes. It was craziness. <laughs> oh and then Dirks comes running out full speed. It was amazing top to bottom. But the coolest moment for me, he brought out his daughters, Evie and Jordan, and they all did a song from Pink. And it was incredible. Oh,
1: that's awesome. Yes.
3: When they dress you in lies and leave you naked
2: with the truth.
1: have to know was there a backstage hang i think i know the answer to this and i'm just trying to just you know cuz i have fomo <laughs> yeah there was
0: there mm-hmm. was a really fun backstage area that we had set up actually before the show and i talked to dirks we talked a little bit about his seven peaks festival coming up he's added a big tent so that his daughter jordan and her best friend can do their aerial silk routine
1: oh my gosh i would not expect that at a festival but hey that's awesome <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> So
0: if you are going to Seven Peaks Festival, be on the lookout for the silk routines
1: happening in the Big Top. So if he added the tent for them, he could add a super glamping ground for you and I. That's what I'm saying. Okay, next year. Next year, Dirks, Next year. (laughs) Mark
0: it down. We have a special holiday weekend edition of the show today. We're going to check in on some of the festivals and fairs this weekend, big and small. And we're going to tell you where the stars will be. Plus, we're going to do a real fanning out segment. Not just you and I going (laughs) to all of our places around here. We are going to connect with some big Walker Hayes fans and find
1: out just how fancy-like they are. They are fancy. I can tell you this. (laughs) They are actually four girls who run the social media account Walker Hayes Updates. They're spread out all across the country, and we'll have two of them zooming in with us today. Plus, we've got the perfect playlist for your weekend road trip.
0: Keeping with the holiday theme, we've dug up some info on what some of our friends did for a job before they made a living making music. And as we mentioned earlier, Ingrid Andress is here. Her second album, Good Person, is out. But she's going to tell us why it feels more like a first album. That's right. So let's get started. Today, we're following our nose to the backyard where we fired up the barbecue grill. Time to find out what's cooking in country music.
1: There's lots of good stuff cooking this weekend, from the backyard barbecues to the campfires to all the festival food. Well... Kelly and I did decide against going to Seven Peaks Festival this weekend. And if you heard our second episode this season, you know that Dirk's offered to have us out if we were willing to rough it.
3: I mean, we'd have to bring a generator because there's not a lot of power out there because we're in the middle of nowhere. It's a lot of camping. Oh,
1: <laughs> as Kelly and I go, hmm.
3: It's a little more camping and not much, much glamp. We can get you a glamping set up. Okay, we, okay. You, okay. You know, right. we
1: can we'll glamp. We'll get yeah, you a little yeah.
3: glamping, a little mm-hmm. glamping. But yeah, it's a new location. It's remote. Uh, you gotta want it. So it's the Hot Country Nights, of course, will be there. They don't they don't shower anyway in their real life, so this is easy for them. This would be like a, a step up from the, uh,
1: you know, living in the trailer they live in. So it's gonna be so fun. I mean, and we'll see how it goes. That's a it was a good tagline you had there. Seven Peaks Festival. You gotta want it. How important is brushing your
3: teeth? Okay, not that important. Come to Seven Peaks.
1: It's a sliding scale. <laughs> And we decided that brushing our teeth was very, very important to us. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun time, though. Dirks obviously
0: is the headliner. I think he'll probably pop up on stage a few times throughout the weekend as well. Friday night of the festival kicks off with a special lineup of 90s acts, including our favorite band, <laughs> Hot Country Nights. Tracy Lawrence will be there, the Frontman,
1: and Pam Tillis. I thought about going just for that night, but the whole lineup is so... Good. Throughout the weekend, fans will hear Jordan Davis, Ashley McBride, Old Crow Medicine Show, Lainey Wilson, Caitlin Smith, Boy Named Banjo, so many of our favorites. I know. Ashley Cook, Ray Fulcher, Jackson Dean, Travis
0: Denning, and Hardy are all going to perform. I mean, did we make the right choice, Amber? Now I'm
1: having second thoughts. We'll just have to stalk social media to see just how rough it is for those fans that are out there actually roughing it. And then we'll work on that glamping setup we were talking about for 2023. That's fair. (laughs) And since we're not going to Seven Peaks, I'm actually going to Charleston to the Sam Hunt Ryan heard Lily Rose show this weekend. Oh, I'm so jealous. That's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Three of my favorites. I cannot wait. Another event happening this weekend is right
0: here in Nashville, although it's not purely country focused.
1: Sheryl Crow and Santa Gold headline live on the green with additional sets from YOLA, Moon Taxi, Nikki Lane, Patrick Joni, Ruby Amanfu, and The Wild Feathers. I love
0: Ruby Amanfu. She is one of my friends that I've known forever, and I would love to go see her. Live on the Green is a free outdoor music festival held in downtown Nashville at Public Square Park.
1: I also saw that Brad Paisley headlines Boots and Brews Country Music Festival in Santa Clarita, California on Saturday. This is listed as a family-friendly outdoor event featuring local craft brews and live music. I do love California. Who else is on the lineup? Let's see. Frankie Ballard, Blanco Brown, Morgan Evans, and Avery Anna. Fun! It's also
0: state fair season, everybody. Zach Brown Band is at the Minnesota State Fair on Friday. And I know Blake Shelton headlines the Washington State Fair on Saturday. Oh, our Bessie Breland is opening for Nelly at that one on Sunday. Listen, if you are going to any country music concerts this weekend, please tag us in your pictures. We just want to live vicariously through you. I'm at the Kelly Sutton. And I'm, hey, it's Amber A. Use the hashtag
1: Country Heat Weekly. And remember, kids, make good choices. If you're road tripping this weekend, like I am, we have the perfect soundtrack for you. Amazon Music's Road Trip Country Playlist. Driving tunes are hot this weekend, and this playlist has something for everyone.
0: Now, of course, there'd be some that you'd completely expect, like Life is a Highway,
1: Take a Back Road, and Mud on the Tires. But there are some new tunes for you to discover, too, like Tierra Kennedy and Breland doing a song called Miles. You keep play
0: You'll find that one on Tierra's self-titled EP. There's also one from Robin Audellini called F-150, because there's always room for more truck songs in country music. Well, car songs too, maybe. Keith Urban has a lot of great driving tunes, and Somewhere in My Car made the playlist.
1: My favorite entry on this playlist might just be Garth Brooks, Colin Baton Rouge, the live version. Watch out y'all, this one will make you drive fast.
0: And highway Patrol will be on high alert this weekend. I know Mira Morris is already on the playlist with the bones, but I'd add 80s Mercedes to the list. Dan and Shay have a song called Road Trippin'. That's super fun. And you're the queen of road trips, Amber. So I have to know what's on your playlist.
1: Well, obviously, I love the Country Heat playlist, which is where our podcast gets its name. But last weekend, I road tripped to Florida and I was listening to some old Old Dominion. Like beer can in a truck bed. Beer can in a truck bed. Exactly yeah. what I was going with that. And you
0: have on your old Dominion t-shirt, so you're representing. I do. Fanning out.
1: We told you guys.
0: <laughs> if you are road tripping this weekend or anytime for that matter, make sure you check out the
1: Road Trip Country Playlist on Amazon Music. <laughs> a segment we get so many comments on. It's called, Who Said That? Yes,
0: this is where we read a quote from a country music star and ask you guys to come up with a theory on who said that.
1: And after the break, we'll play the audio and see if you were right.
0: Okay, this week's quote goes with our Labor Day theme. This artist told us about his weirdest job. Quote, after I got out of high school, I worked for this little company that built bird cages, Big bird cages." the back of zoos
1: (laughs) okay well i don't remember reading that in anyone's bio yeah we'll be right back with the answer happy labor day weekend this is luke combs we're old dominion
2: and i'm casey musgraves
1: make sure you're following country heat weekly on amazon music or wherever you listen to podcasts
3: if i asked you how many subscriptions you have would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying
1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, it's time to tell you who said that.
2: The summer after I graduated from high school, I worked for a little company in Kalamazoo, Michigan that built bird cages. So we would make these big bird cages for, like, the back of zoos and stuff, and, like, it was pretty strange.
1: Brian Hurd! <laughs> You didn't read the Michigan part. That would have given it all away. Right. We'll talk to more stars about their previous jobs at the end of the episode in this week's Burning Questions. <music> Ingrid Andress is stepping center stage today to talk about her new album, but her backstory is Fascinating. Of course, I love the sports aspect of it. Her dad was a strength and conditioning coach for the Detroit Tigers, so she was born in Michigan. And then he went on to work for the Colorado Rockies, so she spent her formative years in Colorado.
0: The music, Amber. We're here to talk (laughs) about music, not sports.
1: I'm getting to that. (laughs) Ingrid played drums and piano, and she and her siblings would stage musicals for her family. But it was on a trip to Boston when the Rockies were playing the Red Sox in the World Series that she first learned about Berkeley College of Music. So see, sports are important to her story. Okay, okay, I'll
0: give you that. When she was a student at Berkeley, she met pop songwriter Kara DiaGuardi who mentored her, giving her a publishing deal and helped her move to Nashville in 2013.
1: Her debut single "More Hearts Than Mine," came out in 2019. It topped the media-based country chart and has since been certified gold by the RIAA..
2: Oh, Wesley, You'll be breaking more hearts than mine.
0: 2019 was also the year she was a triple Grammy nominee, including being the only country artist in the all genre Best New Artist category. Her
1: new album is called Good Person, and we're going to dive into it today with Ingrid Andress. Welcome to Country Heat Weekly. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm happy look, to be
2: here. You look fantastic, by the way. Thank you.
0: Let's talk about the sophomore album. I mean, there's always a lot of pressure when you say sophomore album. There's a lot that comes with it, but especially you had this incredible first album. So how do you even start to approach album number two after the success of Ladylike?
2: Well, what was so unique about my situation was that I put out Ladylike at the very beginning of the pandemic. So it didn't really feel like I put an album out. So it was just, I didn't get to do anything that you normally get to do. And so to me, I didn't really feel that sophomore album pressure. So I just dove right into writing album two after putting out album one. Now you say
1: album two was written during a dark time, like the darkest time ever. Was that just pandemic? Was it personal? Was it kind of just like this perfect storm of all of
2: that? It was the perfect storm of everything. You know, the pandemic made me be a little more introspective because i had the time to think about like okay look at your life like are you happy are you not and so that's when i started to like question a lot of things whether that be like what makes someone a good person because you know so many people were being canceled and then my own relationship i realized was like very not good and like kind of kind of toxic so i was like huh okay well it's time to work through all of these emotions and try to get to the other side, which is the back half of my album, which is the happier side, which is where I am now. So this was kind of like a progression then. It is, yes.
0: Was this a concept album when you started off or was it just, you know, you're working through the songs that you're already writing and what you're feeling at the time and it laid itself out for you?
2: It definitely ended up laying itself out. I didn't notice it at the time because I was just writing to process the things that were happening. And then when I stepped back and looked at all the songs, I was like, oh, these actually all really go well together. And I was able to put them in the order at which they were sort of conceived on the album. So it definitely starts in a dark, kind of introspective way. And then it slowly becomes happier and happier. And yeah, it's definitely definitely a concept album.
1: What do you think you learned most about yourself during this time making this album?
2: Uh, I think I realized, like I thought I was being really vulnerable in my first album, but then I realized like I could go deeper, and I was like, "Well, that's terrifying." <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that I don't know about this. Yeah, I'm like, this vulnerable thing is really, really scary. Um, but it made me realize that if. More people aren't more vulnerable about how they feel. Like, we're never going to grow as humans of, like, learning how to express ourselves and being really real with each other of, like, I'm going through this right now and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So it's just, I guess I learned how to be more vulnerable and be confident about it instead of, you know, feeling like it was a bad thing that I wasn't, like, doing okay all the time.
0: That is such an interesting concept, to be vulnerable but confident about being vulnerable. That's the next mm-hmm. level. Like you said, you could go deeper. That is like two levels below.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Lots. I mean, we had lots of time, around, ladies. <laughs> that so. two weeks lasted a long time. Yeah,
0: the two weeks, you really. Uh, uh, I do want to dive in the music. Let's talk about your book. Give us the backstory. What is this more
2: about? What, what can we glean from it? Yeah, so everybody has asked me, is this about your parents? And I'm like, it's about a lot of parents. You know, some of the tendencies in the song that I'm using, I've seen from their relationship, but a lot of it was uh, inspired by just moving from the West to the South and the stigma that's around divorce in the Mm -hmm. South. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as somebody who's grown up traveling everywhere, I just had never thought that people would... I don't know, stay together just because that's just what you're supposed to do, even though you're miserable. So that whole concept to me was really interesting because it's not just the South, but it's like other religions and other people who feel like they can't get divorced, even though we all make mistakes and sometimes pick the wrong person. So it was really just questioning that whole mentality of, you know, what do I want? Like, I would hope that I if I ever have kids show them an example of what a healthy relationship is so it's like if that if I'm looking at this marriage being like huh I wonder why you guys are still together that doesn't really set me up for success you know Mm -hmm. so it's more thinking about how other people are going to view marriage moving forward they lived in the same house for almost 40 Was in a
1: yearbook. And the next one we want to talk about is pain. Woohoo! Uh, it sounds like a letter to yourself. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that.
2: So I wrote it as a pump-up song for myself before I broke up with my ex. Because we had been off and on for a really long time, and I was just like, this just isn't healthy. But I know this is going to be really difficult to, like, get over and, like, make it through because— I'm the worst at breaking up with people. Like, I just feel so bad. But I've had to do it every relationship I've been in. I've always had to, like, find a reason. I'm just like, all right, you got this. You got this, girl. So I basically wrote it when I knew it was like time to end that relationship. And also just my frustration of not getting to tour my first album and the pandemic. There was just a lot of hurt everywhere that I was feeling. So that was just sort of like that all-encompassing, like, all right, we can do this.
0: It's weird to hear like a title of pain because immediately you have this thought of what you think it's going to sound like. Uh (laughs) But then it's like this upbeat pop, you know, like 60s kind of throwback sound. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh, there's a twist. Hello.
2: (laughs) I love that though. Yeah, it's I used it as sort of like the transition song in between the dark side and the light because everything gets happier after Mm -hmm. that. So it's yeah, I was just one of those moments where after I wrote that, like, a lot of things in my life changed for the better, so.
1: I love that you wrote yourself a pump-up song. Yes! I mean, am I I a narcissist, though? I I love that, because I feel like so many times, like, you know, especially as women, like, we'll be like, oh, I don't think we're supposed to do this, and, like, I don't know, but, like, that you could, like, find that within yourself and, like, obviously write a song about it. And it's it's, it's so so easy to pump
0: each other up. Like, if you called me, if you called me, I'd be like, no, girl, you got this. Go in there and tell him this is over. But then yourself,
2: it's such a different feeling. Yeah. Because you're the one who at the end of the day has to... Bear all those feelings and responsibility. And so, and at this point, my friends, they were done pumping me up because they were just like, (laughs) We've told you before. We've told you so many times that he is awful and we hate him. So we're done pumping you up. Like, you're on your own. And I'm like, respect. I understand. (laughs) I got it. I understand. I understand. Okay, so a couple of love songs on this album.
0: Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Tell us more about that. Because this is, I mean, have you done love songs before?
2: Zero. Okay. Good. This was my first attempt at love songs, so. But it turns out you have to actually be, like, in love to write a convincing love song. (laughs) So is there an update there? Yes, we found a new person, and he's <gasps> lovely. Great. Oh. Yes. Yes, we love. He's not in music, so. Woo.
4: Yay. <laughs> even better. But
2: but yes, he is—the uh, the second pa- part of the album is after I met him, which I wasn't expecting. So I feel like all the love songs I've tried to write before, and I'm not even convinced I'm in love, you know, with mm-hmm. these, like, demos. So this was the first time where I was like, oh— this this song fa- like sounds like falling in love, which is so wild. That's crazy, but so exciting. I know. <laughs> Happiness finally. <laughs> Yay.
1: How does he feel about being like the subject of these songs?
2: He loves it. Yeah. If anything like I'm really bad at expressing like I'm very I have very masculine tendencies and so and also feminine, but he's better at expressing sentiment than I am. So t- for me, it's easier to write a song. You got all the love I, have. I ain't back. the love I have. And you never have to ask.
1: Well, we've got Wishful Drinkin' on the Country Heat playlist. Yes. And we noticed this is listed as a bonus track on the album. So is. is that just because it was released before the album? Did it not fit into the story?
2: Yeah, it, it pretty much was a separate chapter from all the things that are in the order. And it that song was really written more for fun, because I love like the wordplay and stuff. So that wasn't ever a specific timeline in the, the thing. So but looking back, because now people are like, why isn't it on the album? I'm just like, it just didn't you just, you'll just wait and see and you'll see. If I put wishful drinking on there, you'd be very confused at like who we're talking about. Cause like I'm not wishful drinking about my ex because I don't miss him. So if I put that on there, it'd be confusing.
1: I for of me and you.
2: Why Sam for your first collaboration? He just has so much swag. When I first moved to Nashville and was doing the songwriter gig... He had just put out his first album, oh. and I was just like, Whoa, like how, what a beautiful, specific sound he's honed for himself! Like, to me, that's artistry is when you're like, I haven't thought of it that way before, I haven't heard it that way before. So, I feel like he is another artist who stays really true to himself and authentic, and so. Which is tough to do in Nashville sometimes because, you know, everyone's trying to find the next best thing, but he just sort of sticks with his thing and he's good with it. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. And you all sound great together. Yeah, I love the soul in his voice too. That was the main thing. I was like trying to picture other people's voices on it. And I was just like, yeah, no. I'm like, if Sam can't do it, then I'll just do it by myself. So there was no plan B. I actually was pissed the first time I got his vocals take back because I was like, what the heck? I was like, he sounds better than I do. <laughs> I gotta go back in. And I'm like, and literally, so I, I was just like, all right, back to the booth. And I was like, he is not gonna beat me. I'm like, this is my song. <laughs> you can't sing me, man. You can't sing me, Sam. Oh my
0: gosh. Well, listen, we are so happy for Good Person to be out. Thank you so much for joining us. You can get it on Amazon Music wherever you get your tunes. Ingrid Anders, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so you. much for being here.
1: As we mentioned at the top of the show, Kelly and I are country music fans ourselves, which is probably why we love this segment we do occasionally called Fanning Out. It's where we catch up with some big fans of one particular artist. In past episodes, we've talked to super
0: fans of Kelsey Ballerini and Old Dominion, and this week, we are focusing
1: on Walker Hayes. That's right. I've followed the ladies behind the fan account, Walker Hayes Updates, for quite some time. There are actually four friends who take care of the handle, and today we have two of them with us. Welcome, Lindsay and Isabel, to Country Heat Weekly. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. So tell us where you are. Lindsay,
4: you
0: go first. What part of the country are you in?
4: I am actually in Northern California. And Isabel,
3: where are you? I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay, and then you've got Courtney and Haley. Where are they from? Haley is in Nashville and Courtney is in North Carolina.
4: And how did the four of you meet? So (laughs) it's really funny because, you know, years ago, when we first started all following Walker on his socials, he had about 5,000 followers. And whenever there were comments and posts and stuff, we'd always see the same fans commenting on stuff. So it was really easy to find where all his fans were because there was like, you know, 12 of us or whatever. <laughs> 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 so we we basically met that way. One
3: day, um, Courtney had direct messages on Twitter. And she's like, guys, I was talking to Walker's tour manager, Brian, because him and her have always been good friends. He told us that we should start like an updates page because there's none really out there that are quality, good updates pages for Walker. And so that's kind of started it all. And she selected the four of us because she thought we would be good for it. And so that's kind of how we all came together.
0: So you're actually sanctioned by the artist then. You're not just fans. Like he knows about you guys. And they said, yeah, we want you to do this. Yeah.
4: I think that's why we wanted to do it too. Because I mean, our first follows were like people from Smack and Walker. So we knew that, you know, we would be able to kind of partner with them and maybe get some information that we could share and collaborate on what might be important to put out there and, and information that they wanted to share.
1: Well, from the Smack family, we really appreciate you guys and all the support over we the years. We love SMAC. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Um, so combined between the two of you, how many Walker shows have you been to?
4: Isabel and I have to fly to almost everything we go to. But I think the next show I go to, I'll be at 30, I think.
1: Yeah, I would say like
3: 45 between the two of us. Almost 50.
1: Which is mind-blowing if you have to fly everywhere. It's crazy. I literally have known Walker since
4: he's come to town, and I haven't seen him 30 (laughs) times. It's like our happy place. We love going. And now um, we've been able to do a couple of group trips. So the four of us have gone together. So what is it about Walker? Why was he the
0: artist that you seemed to gravitate towards? Lindsay, I'll start with you.
4: When I first heard his music, the thing that stood out to me the most was just how honest and vulnerable he is in his, in his songwriting. Music has always been really important to me. It's kind of the way I process things. It's how I um, cope with things in life. I just kind of zone out and listen to music. And when I heard some of those early songs on the eight tracks, like Beer in the Fridge, the Comedian, Halloween, Leela's Stars, they just sort of blew my mind that somebody would be like, here's all my junk. You know, this is all the stuff I've been through. And this is where I'm at in life. And this is what I've learned. And this is what I'm still learning. And so it just really spoke to me. There's some things that he's gone through that I've gone through as well. And I was just like, the world needs to hear this. All right, Isabel, why is Walker your happy place? Well, when I started listening to
3: him, I was 12. The first song I ever heard was um, You Broke Up With Me, the eight track. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it, it, it was nothing like I'd, I'd never heard anything like it before. And I remember I was on a road trip to California and I listened to it at least half the trip there, which is like, it's a 10 hour drive. So I was probably listening to it for five hours straight. And so it was just like nothing I'd ever heard before. And I think that is what really made me want to go back for more. And obviously, once I met him, I was like, well, he's the greatest guy I've ever met. So
1: Isabel, how many times have you met Walker? I don't even, I do not have a count. I would say it's definitely over 30 times. Lindsay, what about you?
4: Yeah, I mean, every time I go to a show, you know, we're so so blessed that we're able to hang out a bit. The first time, the four of us, all of us all four together, the first time was in 2020. We actually talked to... Uh, Marissa from Smack and told her we wanted to do a trip out to Nashville and surprise him. So she set up a, he thought he was like meeting somebody for lunch or something at a restaurant and we were all sitting there when he walked up. (laughs) So that was really fun. Okay. So my
0: question is when we had I think all of us here have known Walker from the beginning. I mean, you mentioned Beer in the Fridge, and I just listened to that over the weekend, and I'm like, this is such a great song. So we've all been rooting for him, and then we see something like fancy like take off. How proud did you feel at that moment? Because I think Amber and I, I know, we're super proud to see it skyrocket and to watch him just get catapulted into the stratosphere. So what did that do to you, Lindsay?
4: you know, it's, it's still hard, even a little over a year later, it's still even hard now to put into words what that felt like and what that feels like. It's just this thing of where you're rooting for somebody that for years, you've been calling radio stations and they won't play his music, you know, or you talk about him and no one knows who he is. And then you have fancy, like just take off the way that it did. I mean, the first time, I saw it, it performed live. It was at a show in Temecula, which is near San Diego. And it was still not peak, but it was like climbing. And it was so loud. And it was like 100 and something degrees outside. And I was just trying not to cry. So I was like, oh, it's just sweat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and do you guys have, I know I do. Do you guys have a favorite Walker song?
3: Um, there's just so
1: many. One of my favorites is um, Wish I Could Drink. I feel like that
3: one's really underrated, but it's one of my favorites.
4: That's definitely an underrated song. Uh, My favorite song is Halloween. And it's not just my favorite Walker song. It's my all-time favorite song. Um, I just really relate to the lyrics. I was definitely one of those kids who wore different masks and trying to figure out who I was. And like Walker, I met my husband in high school. So my story with my husband kind of parallels him and Lainey a little bit. And so um, that song just means a lot to me.
1: I love black sheep in live. I always say that song bumps live <laughs> in like a completely totally different does. way. But again, I feel like that's just another one like that's so underrated. But do you have, Isabel, a favorite TikTok dance? I well, I'm actually not a very good dancer, but I can do DeLorean pretty well. So that one's hey. my favorite. Cause I cause <laughs> I have it down. That's the one he taught Kelly and I when when he came into the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> what about you, Lindsay?
4: Well, DeLorean special to us because we heard that, that song many years ago and we told him every chance we could that he needed to put that song out because we just loved it. And then we all learned the dance. Isabel actually made us DeLorean shirts and she made him one and we all did the dance and we have a video of it. So that was super fun. But I just learned y'all life and I'm not a great dancer either, but it's fun and I can't wait to do it at uh, one of the shows coming up.
0: Well, ladies, thank you so much for being a big fan of Walker, for helping his music get heard and for talking to us today. Yeah, thank Um, you for having us. Thank you so much. And for everybody listening, if they want to follow along, where can they find you guys?
4: We are on Instagram and Twitter. You can look us up at Walker H Updates.
1: Next week on the podcast, we are going to have a party, literally. Because John Party is going to be here. We'll celebrate his new album, Mr. Saturday Night. And in the weeks to come, we've got Kane
0: Brown, Kelsey Ballerini, and Little Big Town lined up. So make sure that you're following the show on your favorite podcast app. We want you to be a part of the group that gets the episodes
1: first. Speaking of following, give us a follow on social media to see behind-the-scenes content and hit all the events and shows with us. I'm Hey, it's Amber A. And I'm the Kelly Sutton. Have a happy and safe Labor Day weekend. This week in celebration of the upcoming Labor Day weekend, we asked the stars about their worst jobs. What was yours, Kelly?
0: Um, I worked at a place called County Line Rodeo, half an acre of dancing and romancing, where I (laughs) had to deliver drinks.
1: I was a waitress and I was horrible at it. It lasted two months. Uh, How about you? What was your worst job? I would have to say my very, very first job, which was at a sandwich shop slash ice cream parlor slash pizza place on the military base. No, that's too many. (laughs) Too many things being served there. There was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. Well, a lot of the guys in country music had outdoor gigs. Not fun in the southern states. Mm. Here are some hot takes, literally, from Kit Moore, Charles Kelly, and Billy
4: Carrington. Lay inside in the South Georgia heat. Nothing worse than that.
3: I mean, they used to do lawn care every summer, and oh, man, I do not miss that. Roofing houses. Down there in South Georgia, it is hot.
0: George boys had it rough. Priscilla Block was indoors, but it really wasn't any more pleasant. Cleaning
4: Airbnbs. That was really interesting because you would find some crazy things in the, those Airbnbs. Those bachelorette parties. All I'm
0: saying
1: is I want to be invited next time. Tyler Hubbard did a job that I didn't even know that they hired someone for.
3: (laughs) I polished silverware at Maggiano's for like seven months, (laughs) probably, in hopes to just be a server there. Definitely something I'm grateful to have moved on from.
0: Country Heat Weekly is a production of Amazon Music and Wondery. Executive producer is Melissa Locker for Nevermind Media.
1: Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Defridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production assistants from Debbie Daughtry, Annie Ruder, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua.
0: Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. The team for Amazon Music and Wondery includes Nathan Brackett, Michelle Kammerer, Emily Feld, Callum Blues, Emily Below, and Jenny Tay. The executive producers for Wondery are Dave Easton and Marshall Louie
1: critical production support from marley steve grace winnie moses wicket jake osmo abby and all the other very good dogs out there find and follow
0: country heat weekly on amazon music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com.
2: Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front-row
3: seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them.